0: If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the Wanna Practice app at wannapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice. Success in certification is in your hands. Welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso,
1: And I'm Matt Snotty. Rafael Fiedler.
2: I'm Joey Police.
0: And gentlemen, this week I am loath to start with some dad jokes or other insufficient humor, because we're going to talk about a topic that has some uh, gravity to it. Um, Joey, do you want to introduce this topic? It was your idea, and I think it's great. And I think it's uh, way too long um, since we've been waiting to address it. So, uh, yeah, please go ahead and and tell us what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. So, I, uh, I think the topic of career and professional burnout is something that needs to be discussed and addressed for anyone in any job, any job scenario. If you've been doing it for quite some time, uh, what does burnout look like? What are the symptoms of it? What are they, or what are the, uh, what are the telltale signs? And then if you know somebody going through it, and, and I just thought with the four of us in the same field, very similar flavors, so to speak, but within it, uh, we've all related to it. We can all relate to it, or we know people who have gone through it. And if you haven't gone through it, uh, get ready at some point, I'm sure you will. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And
0: and I want to slightly link to it. We could probably barely touch on this, but uh, there's a topic that's associated with this that I'd like to bring in somebody who's more competent than any of us to talk about. The mental health issues that are endemic in our field that are associated and heavily related to burnout as well because they do have a significant toll on members of our profession and and i'd really like to address that at some point as well yeah absolutely oh, yeah no good um yeah <laughs> all four of us are definitely burnouts um now rofty a little less because he's younger and and not yet ground down by the the granite wheels of uh life and you know, he just had a child he hasn't had uh time yet to become totally disenchanted and disaffected with everything um Rafti, do you ever in in just even at your age and in your step in the profession do you feel as if you're almost done with this that this is stupid that you just go back to working in the lab and collecting a paycheck instead of being an entrepreneur instead of running your own thing is is that something you ever feel
1: um it's like from not from my work directly okay okay sometimes um i would agree that there's so much stuff going around um like people trying to get me to do stuff and so on um where i'm like (laughs) i think and and last year for instance um uh, one of my co-founders struggled through a couple of things and i'm like i'm offering you sort of like a lifeline here but if you don't take it this looks starts looking very appealing to me now you know (laughs) uh where i'm like if if you don't take it i might take it you know um, you mean and,
0: like you mean like buying them out that sort of thing i i'm not exactly. sure what you're referring to
1: okay. yeah 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 okay. yeah sort of that sort of thing um the golden parachute like, the
0: escape exactly
1: action. exactly okay. exactly yeah. and and i was i was uh, at this point i'm like yeah so i i see it uh but if and now like four or five months later uh i don't need a, a an alarm clock in the morning anymore again and everything so and i haven't been using one for the last four or five years you know so
0: now that can be a good thing meaning you're allowed to sleep in and you don't have a set schedule or it can be a bad thing meaning that you are now biologically primed to wake at the very crack of dawn or before then because you have so much stress in your life that you have to start your day and you have to you have to begin rolling right away
1: Um, i I would not say that it's that but it, it feels good i'm a morning person always have been and i just like getting up in the morning but you're right it's almost like when it's getting too light outside like if the window is starting to sort of like get the first sun rays in that's when i wake up so now that it's getting summer <laughs> i'm rising earlier and i feel that okay
0: all right um matt a few episodes back you made a pithy comment but it, it actually had a lot of weight uh, that, that i considered um <laughs> you said that you are now ruined forever working in the job market ever again, because your experience as an entrepreneur and running your own thing for so many years has you know, made it impossible for you to ever be a hamster on the wheel. Um, and, and, and I totally relate to that. And I have not been independent for as long as you have. You were fairly young when you launched your thing. How old were you when you... Uh... You yeah, started your I, when house my doctor.
3: Own. What was it? The, the, uh, Dr. Digital. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. If you go back to the entrepreneurship episode, uh, it was 2001. So I was, uh, 26, 27 years old. I think when you I started You a my... young pup. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too, too young to know better. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is the time you should do something crazy and, and, uh, uh, possibly suicidal. Right. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, do you do you feel that at 26, you had burnout or you had ambition that led you to go do your own thing
3: at that time? Yeah, it was definitely the latter. It was definitely the ambition. I was not burned out at all. I was, uh, you know, there There were parts of the job, obviously, that I didn't care for. And there. Yeah, I think that, as Joey said, at the top of this, there, there's always um going to be a little bit of uh, you know you get tired of doing certain things or uh, dealing with certain people or certain situations and stuff like that um my first episode of burnout though happened when i was uh, in college and um, thankfully, I bounced back from that, but I've gone through bouts of it over the years, especially since starting my own company um, where I just get down in the dumps and I'm just tired of, of the work and I'm tired. I mean, I mean, I'm either tired of too much work or I'm tired of not enough work <laughs> and having to scrounge. Um, and so, but yeah, no, when I started my company, no, it it, it was definitely ambition. I knew that this was what I wanted to do. I did not know that I was setting myself up for, um, ruining my future employment (laughs) by changing my state of mind. So, so, uh, so deeply (laughs) towards work now, you
0: say your 1st, burnout was in college. Did we actually see that a lot that I think the numbers bear it out that young people in prestigious uh, university settings that are highly competitive among a cohort with their same level of merit and capability face this on a ridiculous level i think mit i think it was like 15 years ago mit built its own internal uh, counseling center because so many of its students were either pondering suicide or making attempts at suicide or being successful at suicide because it was a pressure cooker for a bunch of uh, high-functioning people who had never had to compete at that level before because everyone else they were competing at at their old schools were you know someone they could just leave in the dust um, w- was that the sort of thing that you were running into when you had your early age burnout, or was it something oh, yeah.
3: else? Yeah, definitely, and, and which is something you can relate to. Yeah, my first episode of burnout happened in my uh, spring semester of my freshman year at the Air Force Academy, um, and it's what eventually led me to making. What was kind of a rash decision at the time, much to the chagrin of my parents, (laughs) because I decided to leave Uh, because, yeah, like you said, the pressure cooker, the 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 expectations were so so much. It was I was just miserable. And what I didn't know at the time was that there was also the component of the 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 seasons, uh, in particular, in Colorado Springs, being as dark as it was. We we call it the dark ages back then.
0: February was always referred to as the dark ages. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you come you come off of uh, Christmas break and your next breaks not until spring break, which will be in, you know, like three months later. And, you know, nights are long, days are cold. And all you're doing is just putting your head down and shoving your way through it to try to get to spring. Um, and it was during that, that period of the, my first dark ages at the Air Force Academy that I was just starting to have I was starting to crumble mentally. Um, and then, like I said, that eventually led me to, uh, uh th- th- there were so few options I felt like there-, there-, there was nobody I could reach out to. There was no real lifeline to, to rescue me. And I was just completely dependent upon myself. And so that's why I made the decision to, to pull the eject handle <laughs> and punch out of the place. Uh, so yeah, the- that was my first real experience with it.
0: And I got to tell you, that's one of those no win situations uh, in terms of burnout, because both situations are going to come with regrets and recriminations. Um, uh, you know, I, I, if it's any consolation, there are many, many times I wish I didn't do exactly what you did. And what you did was probably the braver thing uh, to be able to step away and say, this ain't for me. Um, but yeah, I, I can imagine how difficult that was. Um. Now, Joey, you you brought this topic to us. You spent multiple decades in corporate America before um, yes. hitting the burnout and going and starting your own thing, which now I'm gonna guess probably makes you want to burn out even more. But uh, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and uh, share with us your experience and and how you went through your decision making tree?
2: Yeah. So, um, corporate for twenty. 20- Two plus 23 years. And, and when you're in that type of, when you're in corporate America, whether it's small corporate or big corporate, one of the things that I learned, and a mentor told me this, no matter where you're at, never stay more than seven years. And that was, an, that was a piece of advice that I learned late in my career because I, you know, I found this, this individual and I were working together towards, more towards the end of my corporate career. Um, but it makes sense because what happens in a corporate environment is you become you become bored with what you do no matter what it is that you do um, and when you become bored then you become lethargic it becomes mundane and you begin doing the humdrum things every day day in and day out there might be some spice and some flavor in there with a few projects or a few challenges, but what I learned in that uh, time towards the end of my corporate career, right? The beginning of my corporate career, like Matt was saying, I was on fire for what I did. I could not learn enough fast enough. It was it was a decade and a half of of learning every piece of my. Uh, of technology and software and, and whatever it was, I absorbed it like a sponge. Now, fast forward, looking back now at 48 years old, and as an entrepreneur and being in business for myself two and a half years, which is nothing compared to you know, uh, you know what Matt has done on his own and and many others listening. But what I learned, if I as I reflect, it wasn't the job that bored me; it was the value. That people saw that I brought to the table, which caused me to see no value in what I did. Therefore, it became mundane. And seeing that now working as an working as a small business owner, as a consultant, Matt and I have have shared our our stories together and we continue to use each. I I don't know about Matt, but Matt is like a, a side therapist for me on a daily basis because we run into clients sometimes new and sometimes lingering where they don't value the work that you're doing for them. And when you are not seen with any kind of value in that role, I think it, it plays a toll and, and you don't, you don't want to do it right now. Matt says the network therapist. Exactly. Uh, you don't, you don't want to do it. And, and I found myself in that position. Now, recently I'm able to look at a lot of my clients that really appreciate what we do and what I do, uh, who value the work, who realize, hey, you you bring an intrinsic portion, even though you're a vendor or you're a consultant, you bring such a valued aspect to our work uh, and and make our lives easier, more efficient, uh, uh, where where yeah, it it might be expensive on the on the upfront, but in the back end, uh, how are we protecting, securing, and and helping that business grow when you have that boy to me that really says yeah i'm making a difference i'm 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 really changing and, and helping people for the better in what they do right and that's no matter i i'm gonna give it right back to you ben but that's no matter if you're an it cyber security consultant or if you're the person packaging something on a line right when there's value there you really put effort into your job I think and that's my experience
0: and I want to piggyback on what you said because I think that's really profound and I think this is worth sharing because this is this is my own perspective I think that value that you're talking about that externality the acknowledgement is not measured by money as the sole metric And the reason I say that is is my own um, experience with burnout was as a federal contractor in the D.C. area, um, I was getting paid gobs of money, sick amounts of money, so that my clients could ignore my recommendations and policies. And to me, there isn't enough money that you can pay me. To just either rubber stamp it or sweep it under the rug or not pay attention anymore. And this is not a spotlight vanity thing where, oh, me, 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 you have to listen to what I say. It wasn't a power trip or anything like that. But there's something that leads to disgruntling where you're getting paid handsomely for something that has no value, like you said, where it's not acknowledged and it's not, um, there's no attribution to it and there's no effect. If you don't feel like your work is worthwhile, and and I like what you said that that could be hauling rocks, or it could be you know writing the Declaration of Independence, which you know Tom Jefferson did at twenty six, Matt. So don't get too cocky with your with your entrepreneurial <laughs> endeavor, you know. Um, if that doesn't exist, if you can't see the big picture of the effect that you're having, then yes, you are going to feel like a cog and a machine. And human beings don't like being cogs and machines, especially Americans. Sorry, Rafty. Um, uh, <laughs> we 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 rail against that. So so I think you're absolutely correct. I think that's a big part of it. Now I think one of the the problems with acknowledging that is that it sounds very self-serving and that it sounds as if we all need gold stars and pats on the back and saying oh you know what a good job that the externality is the teacher bringing you you know uh, the gold star and the reward for doing your your task and it's not that it's not that because you know even an artist can act in a vacuum making their art because they're driven to do so whether or not the critics like it or the audience likes it or whatever but if what you're doing is having to interact with other people which is what we do as consultants largely and instead of someone being a critic or instead of someone saying i don't like what you're doing they run directly counter to it or they treat you as if um your work product is interchangeable with anybody else's or as if um what you have to say is uh, irrelevant or or not tangible? Then yes, I think you're going to run to burnout very very quickly. And I think rafti there was something you wanted to add along those lines
1: too. Yeah, no, I I think we might have said this earlier as well, like with entrepreneurship. But something that um, for me, hiring some people is very interesting. Is people typically don't leave a job, they leave their like bosses. And it's because of not usually they like when they come to us, we cannot offer them the same kind of salary that they used to have. But what we can offer them is a meaningful work um, for something that they can actually be passionate about and people who listen to them and actually value what they have to say. And this is very like this is why people are then willing to move to Austria and willing to sort of like work with us. Or less. Less money.
2: <laughs> and, and you mentioned something that um, y- you know. There's a there's a there's a not a stigma, but there's an a an air in the in the community of employment where you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to say something that well, I'm uh, you know the, the buzzword is triggered, right? Or you know I, that hurts my feelings, or that's not what this is about. Every job that everyone has, and if you're in, if you're in full-time employment, you know this. There are hard days, there are hard weeks, there are hard months, there are hard years, and we all know what that means. You, you, you tuck your head down and you get to work. That's not what this burnout is. The burnout is not somebody that didn't say, "Add a boy and come pat you on your back," like you were saying. That's not what this is. Everyone knows, and, and I tell my kids this. I said, "Look, life's hard." You're going to have people that aren't going to sit there and tell you, good job, and, and way to go. The burnout, I think, happens when you, as the individual, realize that what you are doing is no longer meaningful to you. I, I'm so right there with you. Total agreement. I don't mind
0: if somebody calls me an asshole. That's great. Let's go with that. Now we now we have room to disagree. Right. What the, what the issue is, is when you see the answer and you give it to the client and the client says thanks here's your check and goes and does the exact opposite and gets into the exact problem that you foresaw and predicted and told them how to avoid that is where you start to feel meaningless and that is where the burnout occurs. I think. I, does that sound
2: right for yeah, y'all? Yeah, y'all I think so. And 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 I'm really curious as to Matt because you've been you've been on your own for for you know 23 plus years now, Matt. I probably have the numbers is off there, but um, you know, Matt and I spend a, a vast amount of time in the car together, and we just laugh at the client stories, and we laugh at the jobs and 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 the opportunities. But um, I'm curious, Matt, as to your thoughts on on, on, uh, on burnout later on now, where you, where you're at. And then how do you, and how have you avoided it for
3: more
0: than
2: two decades? Well, maybe not, maybe (laughs) not even avoid it, maybe not even avoid it, but, uh, process it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no avoiding (laughs) it's going to happen one way or another. Um, it's going, it's going to sound flippant and it probably is to say, well, I'm just that stubborn. I just pushed through it, put my head down and, you know, just, you know, but, but, it, but it is real and to not get into the the mental health aspect of it uh, too deeply because I'm not qualified to talk about any of that. Uh, I should probably have sought out therapy a long time ago <laughs> to, to help deal with, uh, with some of this stuff. But yeah, the, the, the burnout, uh, I mean, I don't know that there's any good answer there, There's certainly, it's kind of like getting your CISSP. There's no one size fits all answer for everybody. Um, I wish that there was, um, sometimes I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I have found over the years. Um, that my hobbies used to be very technical used to be playing with computers, playing video games, uh, writing programs, even back when I used to do programming and stuff like that. My hobbies now as a 48-year-old have nothing to do with screens, processors, computers, RAM, or hard drives. <laughs> my hobbies now have to do with things outside the house, in nature, with my children, doing things with friends, um, you know, <laughs> other things. Basically uh, fi- finding that work-life balance and and getting knowing when to turn it off and get away from it and, and do a little bit of a reset and catching it in time that it doesn't let you get it. It it doesn't beat you down and, and turn into a full blown burnout. I've got to get out of here, burn it all down. Let's go start something else.
2: Yeah. Did any of you, I, I, Matt, I can relate to that so much in, in my early years, you know, technology was, was all encompassing and everything I wanted to do. I remember, in my late 20s, early 30s, I was the guy that went into Best Buy and enjoyed talking with the computer sales guy on the floor about the latest tech, you know, and, and, and tell me about the processor and what about the, the motherboard and the, you know, whatever, whatever the, 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 uh, uh, the topic was or the latest and greatest in, in the hardware was. Now, if I walk into a Best Buy, I literally don't care. I want somebody to f- regurgitate the, the stuff to me and be like, "Yeah, okay, so this is good." Yeah, okay, because I have not done the research, nor do I care to do the research. Is it going to work? <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's
0: my credit card. Bring me the thing that works.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, like yeah.
2: Matt, but but like Matt, my hobbies are no longer building web pages and building computers, and and you know I'll do that with my son because he loves it. But like Matt said, I want to be outside. I, I tell him if I could have a dream job right now, it would be to wake up, have a cup of coffee and go mow lawns. I would love to mow lawns every day, but I can you know, there's good money in that, right? There's I mean, fantastic money in it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I think my and wife- I don't tell, think
0: you need a license in Kentucky to be a landscaper, do you? <laughs> no.
2: my, wife, my wife knows me so well because she said, you know what? You'd be happy doing that for about a week- and then you'd be on the mower going, how do I automate this? And <laughs> how, do we, how do we, how do we take this online? <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll, oh. I'll share a, a, I'm sorry, Rafi, uh, uh, a, a really brief story though. I have a good friend who burned out who worked at a big corporation here in Lexington um, and he ended up going into farming and he now owns several hundred acres of uh, corn and soybean uh, uh, farmland. And, This is one of the most technical guys that I know. He has a degree in computer science and in math, and he wanted to go be a farmer. But to Joey's point, his tractor, his combine is fully automated, has all the GPS, has (laughs) it can take soil samples, moisture samples, uh, (laughs) yield percentages. He maps it all out. He knows exactly where in his in his farmland he gets the best yield for his soybeans, where the where the corn grows, the, 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 the tallest. He's got the. He's got. He's taken all of his technology skills and done exactly that. That type of thing. But nonetheless, he's a farmer now. So, <laughs> so sorry, sorry, Rafi, I stepped on you.
1: Oh no, well, I I realized what you just said is sort of like where I'm currently heading. So I am in my early 30s, um, and I, I built a custom water cooled PC a couple years ago. And I think a month ago I realized, and I said to my wife, "I will never do this again. I would do it for my son, but not for myself ever again. I don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity for that." And I was not realizing what you just said—that this is that I should maybe do this intentionally. So um, maybe for everybody who's listening, who who is maybe a little bit earlier in their like <laughs> process of um, having hobbies which are not healthy anymore. Um, to switching them, I sort of realized this by accident, um, just because I was doing regular maintenance on my PC, and um as you have to do with a custom loop. And I will not do this again. And I think uh, thank you for your advice. Um, I will start picking up, I don't know, go fishing, hunting. I don't there
0: know, yeah, <laughs> see, and then and then you run into, these three dicks who say, Hey, every week, do you want to get around and talk about the worst parts of our industry? For <laughs> <laughs> Just when you're trying to escape and find a hobby outside the profession, that's, you know.
2: you know, Matt, Matt brought up a good point and he says it in jest, you know, where he's like, you know, maybe I should have talked to a therapist, whether it's a therapist or whether it's a friend. I think if you have an outlet of somebody that you can at least just vent to venting to me complaining and getting that out there where you sometimes you just need to just oh you know do that that not you know scream but but A good let that out session that's right but let that out to, to that one person or that that group of individuals that that can really go totally get it totally get it you're not looking for judgment you're not looking for well did you do this and did you do that no it's it's this is so frustrating here it all is and it's like you just vomit all of the all of and the frustrations out. And you need out. someone who can appreciate
0: it as well. I mean, someone who Well, that's the, the same, key.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the key is, you know, again, you know, working with Matt on the daily and, and talking with you all, we all understand what that scope of work looks like when the client comes back and tries to scope creep. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're going to follow uh this project model or you know the, the the waterfall model or whatever the uh or
0: here's your estimate for the addendum if you want <laughs> <Right>. to <laughs> modify the contract right, yes. right, right. right.
2: so yeah. but but having those having those ears and having that sounding board like Rafti has stated if anyone is out there that you're just you're waking up now in the morning and you're like my god if i have to go do this job again This is a time that's critical that you need to begin speaking with somebody. Maybe that's not for you and maybe just a different set of scenery. Maybe, yeah, you're going to do the same job, but for a different company, quality of life is so much better than the quantity of life does that make sense well i'd like to live a long time and (laughs)
0: have good quality of life but yes you are you are correct you are correct yeah um and i think this is i'd like to take the show in this direction now to how to counter burnout i think we've identified its causes and its reality i think we hit that fucker on the head um but let's talk about how we can address that in some suggestions now i'm going to start with a cavalier one um I think Matt is overlooking one of his own therapies that's self-administered. Matt likes to self-medicate with bourbon. And and you know what? I I want to endorse that to a certain extent. I think that is a great way to let off steam. I'm a big proponent of alcohol. I've been a, a lifelong drinker. Uh, probably earlier than I should have been. And um, I, I think in moderation, that is a very useful tool, especially when combined with the other tool of what Joey said, finding a sympathetic and knowledgeable ear to be a sounding board and uh, uh, compatriot in complaining. However, I think there's a lot of us, and this includes both veterans and IT professionals, that once you start using that crutch, it gets into a momentum that can be its own problem. Eventually it, it, it's where the, the medicine becomes the complaint. Um, I know I, it's a slippery I slope. It really is. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it You yeah. can overdo it too easily. And, and I've been in that position in, in my life previously as well. And, and you got to pull yourself back up out of that too. Matt, have you ever uh, dipped too far that way?
3: Oh yeah. What's the, the, there, there's a Hunter S. Thompson quote, something to the effect of, I don't want to advocate for drugs and alcohol, but it's always worked for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't want to advocate anyone start drinking or or doing drugs, Uh, but Hey, if it works for you.
2: (laughs) Well, let's talk about that for a second, because for me, I'm not, I'm not, I enjoy the occasional cocktail, right. But I've never found uh, that. That's never worked for me. And, and what works for me, uh, doesn't work, may not work for everyone else. For me, the seasons, first of all, are huge. Having the sun out and having some warm weather and being outside is massive. Just, you'd be surprised what a 10 minute, 15, 20 minute walk will do. Just getting outside. And then the other thing that really sets me in the morning is, is I've just started trying to get back into some kind of workout routine. Whether that's, again, walking or whatever it is. But getting that body moving for me just kind of puts my mind right, you know? So again, if, if whoever this individual is that's listening and, and 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 you're in that stage of burnout or whatever it looks like, physical movement at any capacity, I think, is always good.
0: I want to put two things on there. One is total agreement, and I don't think that this is stressed nearly enough, even though we hear it every day, it really needs to get through. If you can break a sweat once a day, you're going to do such tremendous things for both your, your mental, uh, you know, your, your mental situation, as well as your physical and longevity, that it just transcends every other recommendation you can ever possibly get. And the second thing that I would say is get a dog because <laughs> even though they are uh, incessantly needy, and it can be its own job in itself, and it's frustrating, and it's expensive, and da da da. It gets you out of the house at least twice a day, walking, and it's something you have to do. And it is a great motivator to
2: do this. Um, very, very worthwhile. One of the topics that I wanted to explore in this is what about the individual? And if any of you have, have experienced this, that's in the field that's like. This is all I've ever done. It's all I know. It's all I've ever done. And it pays me so well. I can't leave. I'm trapped. Right. Whether those are what they call the golden handcuffs with money coming in or whether it's the it's the fear of trying something new. And I just want to talk about that of of what would you advise the individual that says, "What, what else am I going to do? besides this oh I'm you not... sidetracked us from ways to counter this but um
3: uh... <laughs> all right we can no, come no, back no, to it.
0: no, that's a really good one too i i have my own suggestion before i do that matt you want to do you want to throw anything down on there
3: um um what, what, what was joey's question again <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's if your friends don't listen to you when you're explaining <laughs> stuff that's important how do you deal with it no I'll the be... question is how about somebody who's in mid-career And they're feeling all these pressures of this impending burnout, but they're also shackled to their current existence because they have other obligations, be that family, be that house, be that whatever, you know, financial obligations, familial obligations, so that they can't just pick up and leave and and screw off and go start. Responsibilities.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So they're tethered to where they're at. And they can't make that leap to what would make them happy and fulfilled, and that burnout is approaching like a wall. How would you recommend somebody like that address those issues?
1: Other um, than drinking? Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's a tough one because everybody's got different motivators in life, and money's a huge one and and even if you're not getting out of your job what you what you want to, um, if you're if you're being compensated, yeah, it's hard to make that leap and to, and get away from it. I've said many times over the years. If I had waited even another six months or a year, I would never have started my own company when, because the, the the timing was just perfect. But I didn't know it at the time. Um, looking back on it now, I can say that. And, and I I say the same thing also. I think I said it during the entrepreneurship episode. Um, it's like choosing to have a child um, or buying a house. There's never a good time to do it. Sometimes you just have to do it. And then years on down the road, you, you look back on it and say, okay, that was actually the right time to do something. Um, it's really hard to get into that mentality though. Um, if you are if, if you feel like you're completely tethered and you have nowhere else to go and and, and you're stuck in your job and it's a dead end and you're miserable, uh, it's it's tough not to say, uh, go ahead and take the leap. I mean, you know, you know save some money, you find you know it, it, find a way to do it. If you want to do it, find a way to do it. But yeah. that's not always the right answer. And it's hard to make that blanket statement. It's just, but it's easy to say, look at this person over here. Look at that person over there. They did it. I think you can too. Um, it, it's just doing it.
0: And let me piggyback on that because that was kind of my answer. But my answer is slightly different. Do a lateral move. I mean, Especially in IT, the field is so broad and we've touched over our careers, we've touched on so many different areas that you've seen different flavors, even if you're not expert in different flavors. If you're getting burnt out on one aspect of IT, do a, do a side channel jump to another aspect of IT. Now, the money might not be as great right away. But it's still there. The potential's still there. And if you've proven competent in your aspect of the field, jump over to the other side, and I'm sure you're going to prove competent over there, too. It just looks daunting from where you sit. Um, so yeah. I, I think that's one way
2: to go about it. I ran into a guy one time. This was years ago, and I was I was traveling, and I stopped, and it was a little like cafe bistro and i got to talking with the owner who was behind the the bar there at the time and i was just having some lunch and we just got to chit chatting and he saw um i was this was when i was doing a, a a i was a microsoft trainer at the time and so i had the the microsoft on my shirt and 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 he's like oh do you work for microsoft i said no but you know i'm 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 a trainer for microsoft as a consultant and blah 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 he's like yeah i was in it years and years ago and i said oh you were and we got to talking this was a uh, Cisco engineer. He had every cert with Cisco that you could have imagined. And he got to a point in his career in his late uh, 40s and early 50s, he was like, I- I'm done. And he opened up this little restaurant, Bistro Cafe. And, I, and he said, I gave up, you know, a six figure plus salary and I gave up all these things. He said, but you know, I always wanted to do this, and I took the, le- the leap, and, and, and he and his wife, they did it. Um, you hear of these stories all the time, and it's not just in IT. It's whatever field it is, the people that take the, those leaps. There was a guy I knew that worked at a massive organization, but he loved woodworking. And one day he was like, I'm just going to do it, and he did it. Now he's a master carpenter, and he's booked out for two years, you know, but just the changes <laughs> that these people go through.
0: There was a subtle little element to your anecdote there that cannot be overlooked. Him and his wife. Yes. Oh yeah. And that can be a giant limb fact right there. And an understandable one, unless your partner is willing to go with you. And And, and I'm talking for the vast majority of people who partner up at some point in their life, unless they're willing to go with you, And unless they understand the risks inherent in that as much as you and are willing to pay the consequences as much as you, it is almost impossible to make that transition from one field to something completely other. And understandably so, because partners' job are to be skeptical and to be wary of you doing something stupid. Because if you come home and say, you know what I've always dreamed of doing is going around the world in a balloon, your partner, (laughs) your partner should and is required to slap you and say, no, you've got 3 kids. Um, 1 of them needs braces. Go back to work tomorrow. Stay out of the balloon. You know? Uh, so, so that is a very essential element too. it's got to be a cooperative endeavor and everyone's got to be on the same page and and if. Your partner, or your family, or your obligations otherwise restrict you from fulfilling this crazy dream you have do not resent them for it that is a useful <laughs> check on an impetuous decision sometimes
2: you yeah. shouldn't do anything rashly and you shouldn't go off half cocked that's yeah.
0: that's my suggestion
2: there <laughs> no i i remember when i told my wife hey what do you think about me going out on my own you know um there was no hesitancy it was do it whatever i can do to help do it go and that was and crucial
0: and you would not massive. have done it otherwise right no
2: no, because if she was like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> you want that backing, you want that support, you know, and it's know that we kind of we're kind of jumping from you know burnout to to starting a, a a business, but but they the two the two are are intersected with a lot of individuals that may be on the fence there with that burnout of should I do it,
0: and and I'm not even talking about necessarily the the change being uh entrepreneurship i'm saying even if it's a lateral change even if it's leaving your comfortable corporate job and going to work for a startup you still need your support structure to go with you and to be on board understanding the risks that are inherent in that as well because when you can't replace the water heater this month because your next you know reward has not manifested your family better understand that and they better be there with you because you don't need that extra burden of them, you know, piling on top of you because that's going to be just as soul crushing as any kind of corporate burnout might otherwise bring you too.
2: Yeah. True.
0: Um other ways to deal with burnout. I love all the suggestions thus far. Anybody have anything else?
3: Well, I, I, again, I can't say that this would work for everybody. It certainly won't work for Joey because he thinks that lakes are, not, are full of monsters. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bought a boat and I, I go out on the lake and I and I drop an anchor in a cove and I sit in the sun and I uh, make a drink and I listen to music and I have boating friends that pull up and we tie our boats together and we we hang out and stuff like that. Uh, th- th- that is a very, very specific example of, of a way, but it, it unplugs me. It gets me away from the computer. It gets me out of the house. The official and- position of the sensuous sounds of InfoSec is to not buy
0: a boat. Do not <laughs> do this. The number one rule for all of, in addition to health and human safety, is paramount should be if it flies, floats, or fornicates, rent it. <laughs> Don't buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> Yeah. Um and but, I would okay, add but no no I totally understand. You do need a hobby, you need yeah. something completely isolated from what we do. I and, and I think that goes hand in glove with what we were talking about, both the camaraderie, the physical exertion, and the non-IT oriented pastime. Uh yeah. I think that hits the nail on the head. Um yeah. and, and I'll and I'll add to that too. I would say do a creative endeavor. Paint, yes, make music, you know, strum your guitar, play your piano, By write the Lego a Lego set.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what yeah. I was going to say because, like, I tried painting, I tried puzzling, but if you're reading, if you're coding or stuff, and if you're on a screen all the time trying to read text, um, it's so hard to paint and so hard to sort of focus or do a puzzle and stuff like that. Um, So for me, doing stuff like Lego or something, there are so many great sets out there with a couple of thousand pieces. And um, (laughs) if you're in a well-paying job, you can afford those and um, build them together. Take your family with you. Do this, not on your own, do together. But I I think like going out, maybe this is for the winter months, but in summer, of course, go out. I think this is a very good advice as well. Joey?
2: Now I was going to ask you what's one of your favorite big models because that is something I've I, every time I go to Target, I walk down the Lego aisle and I'm like, "Oh, they've got Hogwarts." I want Oh, I Vo- that's Voyager.
1: Yeah, I got a Voyager and an Enterprise and this is a Borg Cube in the back of my <laughs> of my and video. Those are, here. Le-
2: and those are Legos?
1: Um it's yeah, see in Europe we we have multiple different brands now that Lego has lost their um stronghold on this but yes yes and they're not duplo
0: Duplo blocks or something like that
1: duplo is is big lego it's lego for for my kid basically okay
0: okay i love it at at one point officially licensed
1: stuff so uh, very cool yeah,
0: yeah i bought a friend's kid for his birthday one time it was a big birthday and i had missed a couple of his previous birthdays i bought him this star destroyer the uh, you know one of the early star wars lego star and this thing was she was six feet long
3: holy moly
0: the box <laughs> the box was three feet long okay and i gave it to the kid and i said i really don't want to give this to you I want to, I want to take this home i really i want to play with this myself and 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 yeah that legos is a great one i think legos are great yeah. any other suggestions for creative outlets
3: well, not for creative outlets, but to, to circle back around a little bit, almost every job, if you're a salaried or, or a full time employee, you have vacation time, you have sick days, you have personal days, use them. Go on. Use your off time. Don't neglect the fact, and don't let the uh, uh, the whole American thing of you know, oh, you know, yeah, you know, you, you, you're too valuable to take a vacation. No, I I need to take a vacation so I can be valuable to this company. I need to yes. take a vacation so that I can I can provide value to who I who I answer to.
2: And leave the laptop at home and turn well, on that the phone. That's it. That Ben, you you've hit it right there. Is You have to make sure that when you take vacation, as Matt is saying, which is critical and crucial, which which he laughs at me for how many vacations I take a year (laughs) now.
3: Yeah, there there is a line
2: there. And then you you cross over into excessive. (laughs) I try try to get away four weeks out throughout the year. Um, But but when you do take those vacations, leave the laptop leave the phone, go completely disconnected. Cause when you do, it's so much more rewarding. Yeah. You're going to have a pile of work waiting for you, but you know what? You're going to have a pile of work waiting for you regardless. Who cares?
0: And if the company fails while you're not there, what you've done is you've proven that their BCDR planning was shit (laughs) and that that you are a single point of failure and that they were not acknowledging that what you've done is establish the fact of your true value. So don't worry about that.
1: I think like when you're self-employed, this is a little bit different. I typically try to do two weeks back to back. I bring my laptop and I sort of allow myself to work for the first week so I can wind down and then have the second week completely like for me and I don't have to think about stuff and actually can read a book again and so on, you know? Um, But sort of like, I I want like, give yourself, if it's better for you, I think uh, give yourself the permission to take the laptop. Um, but sort of like figure out what your barriers are how much time you would want it to be available and so on and when you would check emails if you have a phone it does not matter and emails uh, go to your phone it doesn't matter if you bring the laptop if you get those emails on your phone anyway so i think think about the whole situation and then sort of separate and um yeah don't don't force yourself too much into into certain behaviors and i
0: like that i like that weaning yourself off gradually i like that but you This is critical, and this goes back to the mutual beneficial arrangement of the partnership of whoever you're partnered with. When you do take the time off to be with your family, to be with your partner, make sure that your work can't override that. Because there's nothing worse you can do to your partner than make a plan, get the phone call five minutes uh, before the plan's supposed to execute, and then have to back out. That is unfair to do because you have an obligation elsewise, too. And I don't mean to make this more pressure to mount up on your burnout. What I'm saying is you have to support your support system as much as they support you. So make sure you're taking that absolutely seriously.
3: Yep and um it, it's it, it's tough especially for for people like me and Joey who are who run our own companies to to get to that point to take a vacation. Last year I did not take any vacation and I should have. <laughs>
0: this Bad year, idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that I know. to yourself. I know.
3: I know. I know. I
0: know.
2: And, and well and you you could do what we did the very first year Matt. We both scheduled a vacation during the same week. Yeah, right. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and that was equally terrible because we couldn't cover for each other. <laughs> Joey was in Florida. I was in South Carolina
2: and we were both like, well, <laughs> sorry. sorry oh,
3: uh,
2: But I think burnout burnout is real, you know, in the corporate level, uh, in the work level. I mean, no matter what it is, whether you're hourly, whether your salary burnout is real. And I think it's something that needs to be addressed and, and you need to uh, address it sooner rather than later, and and start that by at least talking to somebody. That would be my advice.
0: Uh, awesome. Yeah. And and again, I know we're getting towards the end here. Um, this bumps right up against the mental health issues associated with our profession. It is absolutely crucial that you know, and that you let everybody else know that works in your profession. There's always someone to reach out to, and. You never ever have to go through anything alone. Make your voice heard. Just send up a flare. A lot of people come running, and it's okay. That is yeah. that is something definitely worth doing. And and again, I'd like to bring someone onto the show who knows a lot more about it. There's a few folks I know in that area. Um, I'll I'll see what we could do along those lines but definitely protect your mental health it is just as vulnerable if not more so because it's more insidious than your physical health um and we should understand that as it professionals your your wetware in your noggin is your network and that's where your data is stored and that's the thing that can be breached so be very very careful with that um yep
3: yeah, I agree uh,
0: one other thing. One other recommendation I have about uh, blowing off steam and such, and, and I think this this delves in well with the uh, um, finding someone who is familiar with the situation to complain with. I'm a member of local chapters of ISACA, ISC squared, B sides. Um, there's a couple other uh, IT and infosec oriented groups. And as much as there's days where like, I don't wanna leave the house to drive 45 minutes, go to one of these nerd meetings for a lousy lunch, um, afterwards, after I've gone and done it, I always feel great because I sat and I talked to people and we listened to each other who all know what we're going through and we can all laugh and joke and, and make uh, you know a parody of the same familiar ground that we're all traveling. And that is such a sense of camaraderie, such a sense of community that it's really, really worth it. So I highly recommend doing that too. Even if you just go and sit there and listen to other people bitching, somehow that's cathartic. That's really <laughs> worth doing. So so I highly yeah. recommend that. 100%.
3: Yeah, yeah. The nature of our job is is twofold. Number one, it's 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 often very high stress. And number two, it's often very lonely. And just having an outlet with colleagues who go through the same thing. You don't have to be best friends. You don't have to invite each other over for dinners and stuff like that. But getting together once a month. Joey and I here in Lexington, we have a group of, of uh, other professionals, probably about seven or eight of us. We used to get, get together monthly, but we got together again for the first time uh, in years uh, about a month ago. And we all just slipped right back into uh, slapping backs and having fun and telling jokes and telling stories. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's like you said, Ben afterwards, everybody had this glow about them. It was like, Oh my gosh, we, we we missed this. We missed all of the, uh, this camaraderie about, you know, we all know each other. We know what each other is going through and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of value to that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. Um, well, thank you, jo- Joey. This was just a wonderful topic. Really, really appreciate you bringing it up. is there's something you want to close with?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, no, I, just another idea. I just, it just sprang to my mind. Um, I think for some people, journaling, if you don't have anybody to talk to or if you're not allowed to talk to people about what you're doing, I mean, if you're not allowed to, maybe you probably
0: shouldn't write it down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No,
1: but maybe I don't know if even just writing it down and maybe shredding it afterwards, but it helps. Journal your stuff. Um, this can help as well if you're not if you're in a situation where you can't talk about it. Some yeah. of the
0: helps. funniest, most engaging memoirs I've ever read have been people doing this, processing their own angst with their situation, um, that that have been moving and and raw and and really well done and i've seen some anonymized memoirs of people in high stress um positions uh, one of my favorite ones was a blog by someone who worked you know it, we talked about the special education terminology special, uh, needs. Rocky, special needs this was a special education teacher um for uh kindergarten and grade school kids and that's a tough profession to really complain about because you're supposed to be seen as above the situation, even when the things around you are really childlike. And that's the parents and administration. Um, you know, uh, these things were really well written, really powerful, really heartfelt and were. Honest enough to mock the situations that this teacher found themselves in and that and I agree, Rocky, I think that's a great outlet and and really cathartic for the person writing it as well as readers.
1: And do it on your porch, like get outside to ride it Um, so you have both. Maybe if you rent a boat or own a boat, do that out on the sea, who knows. But just, um, yeah,
3: change your venue, get get out of your, your office, get out of your basement, get out of your cubicle and go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> just just change where you
2: are. That's all you got to yep. do. Don't eat lunch at your desk.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. very good. Absolutely with that uh i'm ben Malasso.
3: i'm matt snotty
1: i'm rafael fiedler i'm joey police
0: join us again soon for another episode of the topic of choice we're doing a swap cast swap cast with this one aren't we
3: yes we are thank you
0: okay thank you <laughs> all right
3: hey there listener matt here if you like listening to ben robin rofty joey or myself please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized interested in training for CISSP CCSP CISM SSCP CCSK boy that's a lot of letters or other InfoSec certifications go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com that's spelled W-A-N-N-A B-E-A CISSP.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel a CISSP. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to Ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster. Downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com. And listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash s s o i underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific Infosec situation you may experience.